Inside the halls of American hospitals, millions of people find comfort, healing, and support. But for many doctors and nurses, this couldn't be further from the truth. This podcast will dive into the shadows of American healthcare to investigate and uncover the abuse, control, and political power plays that leave the very people responsible for our nation's health broken and battered. We're sharing stories of professionals in medicine that have experienced horrendous treatment at the hands of a broken system that does nothing to stop the trauma. As the Association of American Medical Colleges states, long before the Me Too movement, women in medicine have instinctively banded together to counter a culture that too often tolerated harassment. From systemic trauma to abusive power to the unspoken rules of cover-ups and corruption, Mandy Irby and Phoebe will take you to the darkest corners of healthcare in America so you can have an inside look at bringing humanity back to medicine. Sensitive content warning. This podcast will share details of triggering subjects such as sexual assault and workplace violence. So if you aren't in a space to listen, respect your mental health and tune in again at another time. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Pulse Check Podcast. I'm Hehe. And I'm Mandy. And today we are talking about the National Nurses March. It's May 12th, like today, and it's happening in D.C., I don't know very much about it. So Mandy's going to step us through what's going down. Mandy, start us off with like, what is this March? Who's it for? Who's going to be there? Why is it happening? Oh yeah, for sure. So the National Nurses March is happening today. Nurses all over the country are meeting in DC to march for safe staffing an end to workplace violence, fair and realistic wages, and ending the culture of bias and discrimination. I remember hearing about it on social media around the time that politicians were talking about capping travel nurse pay reimbursement fees that they could charge hospitals. So essentially... They were saying all kinds of bullshit about this just takes away money from nurses and travel agencies are making too much money and they're profiting off nurses too much. And no nurses were having a problem with it because nurses were getting paid more through a travel agency than from directly from the hospital. So it was all like smoke and mirrors, but this, I think I, I don't know a ton about it and I'll tell you why I stopped following along super closely, but I think it started around then when they were talking about capping pay and essentially like making laws around how much nurses could make and who was in charge of that because it's capitalist society. Like, mm, that's not really how that works, right? You're not, we're not government employees. You don't actually, and you shouldn't actually say, oh, you're making a little too much, which which means it's a hardship for hospitals, which means, you know, hospitals, politicians, they're all kind of lobbying together for things. And the Redonda Vought trial was going on. So I, I don't know, like chicken or the egg. I don't know around the time those things were going on and being publicized, the, the nurse march began to form or that, that rumbling began to form. I know it was a few months ago and I just know that the organization was a little um, unorganized. It was tough because it grew very, very quickly. 
and there's so many people interested. So I'm looking over to my, on my right shoulder because I'm in the Facebook group over here, 208.2 thousand members. And like I said, it's only been a few months, I think that that was formed. So it was a little unorganized. It was hard to tell what the goals were, but the goals are very clear in here right now. And what are those specific goals? Is there anything politically that they will change? Interesting question. My thoughts exactly. I was like, why are we doing this? Because at first it wasn't clear and I don't blame the march. I, you know, I don't know what it was. I wasn't following very closely. So it could have been, I was confused, but I was like, I don't know how all of us going to DC I know there are black, brown, and indigenous nurses, healthcare workers, and creators talking about how this march didn't have clear goals. And that was one of the call outs was like, what's the goal here? So I was just really treading lightly on it. it was like, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just going to keep watching. But it's today and I'm going to watch on, on YouTube streaming. And it says our goal and focus is peaceful lifting of our collective nurse voice in an effort to be heard on the subjects of nurse to patient ratios, fair and realistic wages for nurses, including standing against any proposed cap to nursing pay, racism against healthcare workers, violence against healthcare workers. And then they're very clear in the about section that it's not a strike. It's not a riot. It's not a protest. It's not a platform to talk about vaccine mandates. There was a lot of like commotion and what seemed like strategic diversion going on in the group about vaccines, mandated masks and things like that. And that's not what the March is about. It's not a protest and doesn't encourage protest movements. Their goal is to get a bunch of people in person on Capitol Hill to make a scene, yeah. right? So that politicians and the folks, the elected representatives that we elect and are kind of vulnerable to making these policy shifts, they listen closer, or at least they pay attention when 10,000 people show up and say, we're done. You're, you can't make laws about our pay and hospitals are not following some of the laws that are already in place. And they're not making it safe for workers in each hospital so that the nurses want it mandated nationally. Wow. Yeah. So they're just making noise. They're making a, not a scene, but a collective march to show how important it is. And I know there are nurses, there's y'all should just join this group and, and watch it. The streaming is going to be on YouTube and the group is full of pictures from all over the country, nurses traveling to DC for this. That's really cool. Okay. So you mentioned a few like problematic things. Is there anything else problematic that we need to know about marches in general or this one or communities that may not be being involved or oppressed during this process? Yeah, I am not an expert on this. I mean, I've never seen a march like this before yeah. with nurses in my lifetime. I'm also early, you know, in my journey of anti-racism education and work but I am following some creators that have been talking about how the discrimination and anti-racism language was a newer addition. And that was not in there at the beginning. It was, there was earlier discussion about how 
there has to be a focus on one thing and we can't focus on racism or discrimination because that's we this march just has to be focused on one thing and that was ugly and why i wanted to distance myself from it that has changed and violence and racism against healthcare workers is part of their goals to end and to make a change on and to have a collective voice about, which I think is really powerful. Like I we talk about hee really, You can't really take those two apart. They're very intertangled. They, they are, I think racism and violence is part of the entire thing. It's one of the foundational like roots of the medical system. You can't right. un- unentangle those. Right. Right. And much of modern medicine was based on racism, white supremacy, slave labor. What's the word? Experiments. Yeah. Scientific experiments, slave scientific experiments. So the nurses have to have this as foundation in order to be a voice for all nurses. And no, I don't think that this March is a voice for all nurses, but I think it is a step in that direction. I also think there was merch out sooner than a clear focus and an agreed upon goal. Mm -hmm. And that is yellow flag, right? That's going on here. We can do better. We can do better, but we are also, we've been pitted against each other inside of healthcare forever. Like you and I talk about, it's an abusive, it's an abusive atmosphere for us. So I'm not trying to give excuses. I am. However, we do have to quickly learn how to be inclusive in our efforts or we're going to go nowhere because it's, it's not going to benefit any of us if we're not inclusive in our efforts. So I hope that that is happening at the March. I hope that they are able to talk candidly about issues that are affecting all groups of nurses and not just one thing that is the loudest. Yeah, I think to be focused on the better treatment of nurses is to be focused on racism and violence. It's like they are, they're one and the same. Yeah. Okay. So if someone wanted to get involved with this, it's obviously today. So, you know, last minute plane ticket. If No way. Don't pay that. You don't have to put your money wherever you want. But if you... What I just did was I just signed up for text and I haven't gotten one yet, but we will see what happens. Let me just double check that I haven't, nope, I haven't gotten one yet. So I should be getting a text. So when you go in, there's a featured post inside the group. So I would just join the group. The live stream is there and there's a featured post that says, if you can't go to DC, you can still participate in political action. You click on their link. It's nationalnursesmarch.link. And I think it's probably going to be useful days after this, where you can tell them where you are and they'll give you information for your elected representatives to send them or tweet to them the goals of the march. Hey, I stand for fair pay, safe nurse patient ratios, ending culture of bias and discrimination, and ending workplace violence. Yeah. So I think we can be a collective voice, even if we're not at the march. And I think that's the goal is listen up. Nurses are done. We're not going to have other people speaking for us. We're going to collect, going to unite, even though it's difficult, even though we're new at it, we are doing it. 
I know there's other nurses or other marches that are being organized and it confuses the message, which is unfortunate. The goal would be that we can get a collective message that isn't, that is not just not racist. It is anti-racist as its core and foundation and super inclusive of nurses, which does include consumers. It's better for our communities and we can move forward and make changes nationally in that way when we are united. Yeah. Cool. And you don't have to be a nurse to do it. You just could love a nurse, benefit from a nurse, want better access to better health care, all kinds of reasons. <laughs> just by being a consumer of medicine, we should all want this because when our nurses and doctors are treated better, then our care is better. They are actually better care providers. Their burnout is less. Our outcomes are better. Ours being the consumer, right? The patient. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has a dog in this race. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. It's exciting. And I'll be excited to see what the live streaming, there's already 168 people watching and it starts in 10 minutes and there's the chat is full of discussion as well. So that's huge. There's a lot of people watching to see what's up. Oh, they have sponsors up here. Of course they do. Marches cost money, but it'll be cool to see how this turns out. And I don't want to necessarily support any certain March. I want I want to support the nurse effort to unite and have unified voice because nurses represent the good parts of healthcare, I think. Yeah. But you have to represent every nurse. That's super important. Yeah, Um, for sure. If you you leave people out, then you haven't done any good. And it's going to be harder for inside of healthcare folks, not harder, but it is work. It is work toward anti-racism. It is work toward inclusivity, bias, unlearning our biases, learning about our biases, changing our behavior. It is work for each of us. And it is perpetuated those, the white supremacy is perpetuated patriarchy capitalism. It's perpetuated inside of healthcare. So it is part of our training that we have to then as individuals work against Mm -hmm. actively, continuously Mm -hmm. and forever. So to get a bunch of nurses together, if we're doing that and we can see our biases, our unconscious, right? Call it whatever you want. It's, it's in each nurse, each healthcare worker is taught that because that is the foundation of modern medicine. That is how modern medicine was built. Yeah. While we're actively doing that and have a united voice. Oh my gosh. That's really powerful monumental. I like just got full body chills. I kind of want to cry a little bit. It's going to be super hard, but on the other side of all this, like breaking down and rebuilding is a really cool healthcare system. Yeah. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. That could be good. I just think we think about what good can come for our patients, what good can come from consumers and what it might be like to work in a safe place. That's exciting to think about but it is hard work. I'm glad you said that. Thanks uh, for bringing this up. Hee hee. And I hope that answers some questions. If folks haven't heard about this or are curious, you can be like me, like kind of waiting in the wings. I don't think that that's the strongest move to make, but that's what I've been doing so far. But keeping your pulse on this, I think is important for every single healthcare professional to be doing. Yeah, I agree. 
Cool. Maybe we can have a follow-up, see how it goes. And if you were at the March or you participated in any way, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk to you and pick your brain about it. Good, bad, ugly, amazing. How did it feel in your body? All the things that we want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at pulsecheck.podcast. Fill out the form and get on our calendar. We'd love to talk to you about it. Bye y'all. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We wanted to leave you with a quick stat and something to think about until we see you next time. According to a 2018 report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, the prevalence of sexual harassment in academic medicine is almost double that of other science and engineering specialties. This presents a serious danger that ripples into patient safety, clinical outcomes, and burnout, which leads to costly loss of talent. How much safer could medicine be if nurses and physicians weren't also battling sexual harassment day in and day out? If you or anyone you know has a story to share, please contact us on Instagram at pulsecheck.podcast. We'd love to share your story.